The Gamer's Lounge with Amon Green is on the air. You need a sledgehammer? That's Batman. The Gamer's Lounge. Tony Stark will blow up the building, and then as it's blowing up, he'll rebuild it. It's time <laughs> to press play. Uh, welcome into the Amon Green's Gamer's Lounge podcast, hanging out with my man John. How you doing? I'm good, Amon. What's going on? Oh, man, not much, man. Just uh, getting off the road, getting in here, getting this thing started. My good, Our good buddy Ben is at home, got a, got a sick note. From the teacher, or to the teacher today, from Ben, so he's at home getting better. Um, but in his place, we have a good friend that I've been, I say, knowing for a while and then hosting and shoutcasting with for a few, almost five years, man. Uh, my man Larry Ridley is in. How you doing, Larry? What's up, baby? What's oh, up, AG? Man, not much, man. Not much. So my man Larry has done a lot of things, and we'll we'll get into that, but this weekend... We actually, so we, what we do, Larry, we do a little check-in from the last show. So I'm just checking in, telling everybody what I did last week. So last week, actually, you and I, on sat, on Saturday, we hooked up with the HBCU Polk State University Madden Tournament, which was fun to watch and, sh- and also fun to shoutcast with Larry because it had been a while. And I know the whole production crew, Rodney, uh, Kevin, and uh, Steve, they're all a, a, a part of Punch, uh, what's it, Punch Kitch, Punch? Kick, kick, punch, block. I believe. Kick, yeah. punch, block. They do mostly fighting games, John. So that's why they have that okay, name. Okay, makes sense. That's totally. why they yeah. tied in the name into their uh, production crew. Um, so yeah, we did that, and it was a PlayStation bracket, Xbox bracket, university kids earning a couple bucks for their for their college pocket, you know, wallets to have some fun for the weekend and some bragging rights, and it was a good turnout. So I, me and Larry did that on Saturday, and then yesterday for myself, I, I played in the military COD tournament. It was uh, from one of the, I can't remember the base, but it was uh, Navy cadets that were on base. And we played in COD tournament and we did free for all, which is FFA. We did gunfight and war zone. And uh, it was my apologies right after the match, (laughs) uh, John and Larry. I I played like boo boo. So (laughs) I I just needed games to warm up. Hot garbage. So I'm, you know, I'm 43 years old. So it takes me time to warm up. I got to get my eye, my eyes and my reflexes going. And the internet at, or not the internet, it was the game at campus. I was downloading it and it kept coming up on an error, so I couldn't play it. You know, I was going to warm up two or three hours before the tournament started, which you should. John, do. you hear the excuses, man? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I was river, just going to say it? that. Yes, Larry, oh, yes. yeah. I'm saying, I'm just being real. Hey, I wasn't ready. I, we, I, 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 I say I folded in on the guys and the young ladies that were part of the tournament. Cue up the Titanic. The bracket, check out, check, out, check out, you know how we show the scoreboard, Larry, and we do a tournament, right? The scoreboard read from one to th- the three, one to, you know, one first place to second place, they were all the same. It was one point because of me. I was their teammate. <laughs> I was like, dog. I was, I was like, guys, young ladies, my apologies. I couldn't come in. Bringing the fire, getting headshots like I, I when I'm ready to play. When you're and warmed I up, when you're warmed yeah, up, yeah, when I'm warmed up. So yeah. no excuses. But they were they were a good good sportsmen, good sports good sports ladies about the uh, the experience, and we exchanged information. I followed them on uh, they all stream on Twitch, so I will follow them and subbed to my uh, bad play. And I'll be watching them coming up. So what you got going, John? Well, uh, guys, Larry, I, I kind of understand what Amon is talking about, about being warmed up. I, I'm new into video games. Just give you a little background of myself. Played them, obviously, a long time ago, and I'm starting to get back into it. And Amon's helping me out here, and I'm playing Rocket League. And I'll tell you what, I got warmed up, and this is the first time it's happened playing this. I got in a zone. Like, mm. it, the game seemed like I kind of understood how to move. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just to confirm, 
that I wasn't crazy in my own head. Like, yeah, you just think you're good. I had a text from my buddy the next day. He's like, dude, what happened? Your defense just improved. What, what? Because I could see the game. So yeah, I know Jared. what you mean, warming up, right? Yeah. That's not an excuse. Well, maybe a little bit. But. <laughs> you had your, your aha moment. Yes, exactly. I had my aha moments. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. So, Larry, from the front, since the event, what have you been up to, buddy? Slow motion, man. Just work, uh, you know, working on some other events, uh, you know, talking to people. Uh, we got some, you know, some good things that are happening uh, in the virtual space, um, you know, looking at other uh, distribution partners. And, you know, the big thing is, uh, you know, getting everything ready for the TV uh, that airs uh, this weekend and every weekend on Black News Channel. So uh, you've been on there a couple of times, uh, Amon. Yeah. You're going to be on there again uh, in about three or four weeks. Uh, so, uh, yeah, man, thank you for uh, for joining us. But that's pretty much it. Same thing. I'm going to the TV studio to do my normal job and my day job. And then, uh, you know, the uh, the eSports, man, which is uh, definitely uh, taking up a lot of time and effort yeah. and resources. But uh, that's a good thing uh, during this pandemic, right? So I can't complain. Exactly, exactly. So you told a little bit about yourself. So tell us. So I know you. I've been knowing you for a while now. So let's, say, let's bring the viewers in to Larry Ridley. So tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, where you started and where you're at right now. Uh, yeah, so I'm a TV sportscaster for Sportsnet New York, SNY. Uh, it's NBC Sports New York. Uh, if you watch any of the Mets games, uh, that's SNY, uh, you know, with the great crew that we have the calling the Mets games with Gary uh, Cohen, uh, you know, Ron Darling, uh, Keith Hernandez, the best in the business. Um, that's what I do. I do our uh, 11 o'clock sports night show a couple of days a week um, here uh, in the city in Manhattan. I live in Jersey. Uh, Voice the Madden game uh, for – Five years from 2014 to 2018, I uh, did the uh, uh, pregame uh, halftime uh, show and also, you know, the, the gauntlet on some other uh, areas uh, in the game. Uh, and we started doing Madden uh, yeah. and 2K. I was the host of the 2K League the first season. Yeah. Uh, so that's basically uh, was my introduction into esports, uh, you know, hosting a lot of those events for uh, EA, the larger events. And, you know, EA hooked up with me and uh, they, they asked me to run my own league. And we've been doing that the last two or three years. And that's how I hooked up with them on. Uh, and we've been a full throttle ever since then. Uh, and I have a new show on Twitch Tuesday through Thursday. Um, uh, it's a live call-in sports show, kind of like what you guys do. It's a podcast. It's a radio show. It's a TV show. Uh, it's like undisputed. It's like uh, first take. Uh, it's me, some former NFL athletes, uh, WNBA star like uh, Renee Montgomery. Um, we talk about traditional sports and esports and gaming all in one show. And we take live calls as well. So uh, that's kind of what I'm doing. And um yeah. I'm all about the uh, the sports specific titles uh, when it comes to esports and gaming, but uh, uh, definitely starting to uh, see the uh, the strength of uh, the other titles out there, like you know COD and uh, League of Legends. Uh, you know, uh, the Mets. We actually own the New York Excelsior. Uh, SNY does. Uh, That's the, the Mets. Overwatch team. Right? Uh, yeah, the Overwatch team. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, you're seeing that in Fortnite and uh, Valorant, some of these other games that are huge titles. Exactly. Larry, when you're sitting down with former athletes, are you kind of surprised at how many people like? We all game at some level. I just took like 20 years off, but I'm back in it. Like everybody seems to have their own gaming niche, I guess, so to say, right? Yeah, it's it's crazy, man, especially the athletes. Like, like you know, I, you know, you know, a guy like Amon and it's like he like and I say this affectionately, he geeks out like he's yeah. into it. He's a freaking esports coach uh, at a university, Lakeland uh, up in Wisconsin. So yeah, a lot of these guys, they play the game. Uh, it's funny, like a lot of the guys, they they play a plethora of games. Uh, the games vary for them. They like shooters. Uh, they like RPGs. Uh, you, you name it. They like the sports titles, of course. Uh, so it's very uh, intriguing uh, to, to, to listen to these guys and 
to see their love of video games. Everyone that's on our show always asks them. Um, sorry, man, that's my phone. I apologize, guys. Uh, so I always ask them, uh, you know, like, what is it, you know, that, that drew them to video games? And it's always, you know, something going back to them as a kid. I'm like you, John. I played video games, too. Once I got to college and I played college football at Middle Tennessee, not nearly as good as freaking Amon Green, okay? Right. Enough to, you know, go <laughs> to school, uh, you know, play. One of very there, few comments I'll give, by the way. Guy. <laughs> I was never going to play the NFL, but I did play uh, Division One, and I love video games. And then after I stopped playing, you know, when I went to school and started my TV career, I never played video games, and I haven't since. And Amon loves oh, to yeah. – Oh yeah, make fun of me because I don't I really play the up. games. And that's, is, I make a that's how he makes fun of me. Wait, so you don't really play the games? You just he's, no. He's absolutely. great. No, he's great play. at talking about talking about them. No, so that brings me to my next question. So, what got you interest into regular traditional sports broadcasting? And now we kind of heard about what you said, how you got involved with EA, but into the traditional broadcasting. How did that all begin for you? You said what? How did? What, what traditional, you know, so what, traditional what broadcasting. How did it? Oh, yes. How did, how did um, your interest begin in there? Well, say I'm, I'm a year older than Amon. I'll be 44 next month. So, or yeah, October. We're in September. So, uh, I, I played. Um, started a little bit as a sophomore. Started a few games as a junior. My senior year, I didn't start at all. And I knew then. I look. I look. I'm five ten and a half. You know, buck eighty. Yeah. I'm quick, but you know, forty was like a four five, four five five. So yeah. like. If you're going to be that size, everyone knows you need to be a burner. You need to be like four three. We had a six foot five guy was our scout team outside linebacker. His name was Tyrone Calico. He's a legend in Madden. Oh yeah, I'll play with the Tennessee I Titans. That name. I think it was a late first round pick or early. I think he was the first pick of the second round or late in the first round, uh, something like that. Torpid's knee, but had a great, you know, three or four years before he started having knee surgeries and Torpid's knee. I think he was six five two thirty two forty. Run a freaking four three. Still to this day, wow. I think the top five fastest forty times at the combine. To this day. I believe um, So, and there was another guy, Kilo Newsom. He was a freshman. He played with the Dolphins. So, we had two big stud receivers that were like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, on the scout team on defense. And I'm looking over there. I'm looking at the coaches like, what are y'all doing? Like, really? We got this guy right here playing scout team. And it was only a matter of time. Of course, they put him back on the offense. And that was, the, the, you know, the rest was history. I played special teams. Really didn't start. Uh, played in, you know, the four and five receiver packages. But, Right. That was it. I mean, you know, you you, you know, and I yeah. had a backup plan. I went to school there you go. to learn my trade, and my backup plan was you knew your lane. You figured out your lane, yeah, really. Exactly. If I can't play pro sports, I at least want to talk about it. I want to be involved in it. I was still immersed in it, and that was my vehicle was broadcasting. And we have a great journalism school at Middle Tennessee on broadcasting school, uh, and that's what I chose to do. My senior year, I started a show with this guy, uh, and it got kind of wildly popular on campus. I interned, got my first TV job, you know, a couple of years, a few years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the rest is history. I've been doing this for 19 years. I've worked in five or six different markets from Nashville, Tennessee. Hopkinsville, Kentucky was my first stop. Jackson, Mississippi, Miami, Florida, Boston, Orlando. Yeah. And now I've been here in New York for over four, uh, four and a half years. So that's been my trajectory. And uh, I've loved every minute of it. U.S. traveler right there. Everywhere. Yes. So now, shoutcasting. Now you get into that. Now, what is the, say, differences and similarities there that you know from traditional broadcasting? A lot of similarities. It's basically the same thing. I treat it just like that. Uh, And and it gave me that sort of – it gave me the idea when I started doing the Madden game. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I first started voicing the Madden game, Jim Nance and Phil Simms were still voicing the game at the time. I remember that, yeah. And, yeah, when you look at it – and. 
the Madden game is basically a carbon copy, a virtual representation of the NFL. And I saw that the video game was sort of the presentation mode and the way that they set it up and, and, and sort of produced it and worked with those guys. They wanted it to look like it was the NFL on CBS or the NFL on Fox or Monday Night Football or a Sunday Night Football on NBC. Right. And that's when I'm like, okay, I guess this is how it's done. Uh, and then when I got into the eSports about – Three or four years later, I want to say about 2016, 2017 is when I really started to see it. And that was my first foray into it. You're a shoutcaster. You're still the sort of analyst or the you know play-by-play guy. Yep. You're the broadcaster, the host. It's the same deals, um, the same details as far as you know playing traffic cop, which I do on TV. So exactly. a lot of same You're allowed similar traffic skill cop, sets allowed yeah, traffic cop. Uh, that we typically <laughs> do. And I said, well, let me get up. Good analyst. Uh, let me get a guy that played the game because no one can analyze better than those guys. Uh, than those guys. Not to say that you need to play the game to be a great analyst, but right, right. I definitely want to listen to what Amon Green has to say about cover two uh, and over and under front or whatever you know, right. uh, whatever formations or or packages or things of that nature. I want to hear from him because he lived it. Uh, get exactly. a sideline reporter. Hey, let's get a young lady or a young man. Have them interview the players uh, pre-game, post-game, coming off, win, lose, draw, whatever. And boom, there you go. You start looking at it. The graphics look sort of like TV. We've got boxes and, mm-hmm. uh, and graphics and overlays. And you start looking at this, and you can see it now. It's a huge intersection. It's a confluence, right? Yep. It's like the three rivers, right? Um, everything's coming together. Yeah. Broadcast, TV, entertainment, sports, social uh, media music, now. gaming, and esports. Social media, it's all one big confluence, uh, and there's a lot of synergy there. So what's interesting, too, I think, is I'm sure you've had people who want to get into broadcasting who ask you, hey, how do I get into broadcasting? Are you getting more people ask, hey, how do I get into like shoutcasting? How do I get into this esports world? Do you see more of that now that you're involved in this um, endeavor? Absolutely. I just did something for uh organization that's near and dear to my heart and hopefully i can get them on there uh, at some point. Uh, National Association of Black Journalists, uh, all of the black journalists yeah, get together that, every yep. year. Yeah, uh, we did a virtual event this year, and I moderated a panel on esports. First time they've ever done it, mm. an esports only panel, uh, and that's what a lot of people were interested in. How do I get into it? And I'm like, I always tell people the same thing. It's all about relationships, right? So you want to meet people, and you want to intern, you want to, you know, sort of, you know, uh, get to know people. But it's just about getting your content out there. I always tell people, as simple as that. Put your content out there, whatever it is, so it can it can be seen, uh, it can be uh, it can be looked at, uh, not necessarily judged, but critiqued or something. Uh, yeah, get your content out there, meet people, and never, you know, you're gonna get told no a lot, John, in this business or whatever business it is that we do. Uh, Ag, mm-hmm. uh, we all you're get right. told no, but it's not about that. It's about looking for that one yes. So those are the t- couple of things I like to tell people, and I go speak to universities uh, when I and I speak to college students. Put your content out there and look for the one yes. That's all that matters. We don't care about the naysayers. You're going to get told no a lot in this lifetime. Next question here. Uh, so what – so we kind of I mean, kind of hit all the aspects, but you talk about – you did hit on it in the beginning when you started talking about what you got coming up next. So what are you doing and what you planning? Because I know you always got something planning uh, for yourself. Well, a lot of it's this uh, the show that we're doing, and uh, we were thankful. Uh, you did the very first show back in April. Uh, thankful to have you on. Thankful for your uh, friendship um, and your fellowship. Uh, it's been a great ride knowing you for the last uh, three and a half years. Uh, the next thing that we have going on is Esports Extra. That's my little baby. We're trying to get that off the ground. 
I like the idea. No one's doing a live call-in sports show talking traditional sports and esports and gaming. Um, so we're talking with some people. Right now we're on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, the company uh, is Compete Forever. Uh, so if you're listening to this podcast, you can go to twitch.tv slash compete, the number four, and ever. Um, so we do that on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Twitch. Um, you know, we have Amon on. I have a Re- Renee Montgomery, the two-time WNBA champ, of course, made headlines and waves of being the first pro athlete to opt out of the season. This was back in, Jan- uh, back in June. Uh, she mentioned it on our show. She did a lot of national interviews. Now she's doing TMZ Sports Live now. So congratulations uh, to uh, our buddy Renee Montgomery. Uh, she's on there. I've had Amon on there a, a few times. Uh, Want to sort of grow that, get that on a, a good platform. Uh, we're talking with some folks at Ben TV as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, I want to just continue growing that and just continuing to do Madden and 2K tournaments. I believe in it. Um, I think we can touch uh, a segment of the population, a demographic that we're all trying to reach, which is that uh, I like to say 13 to 30, mm-hmm. uh, or you can say 18 to 36 or 39, whatever it is. But that 43. younger demo, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> well, we're not part of it. But, but you know what? Gaming does. You know, there are a lot of 40, 50, and 60-year-olds that are playing video games yeah, now. You're right. So you're absolutely right. So uh, that's what we're trying to do, use the video games, but also do it from a presentation standpoint that people are comfortable with and they like. We, Amon and I, we do a lot of TV, a lot of radio uh, that's traditional. We do the same thing in esports, except we're probably a little more lax, a little more mm-hmm. relaxed, uh, a little more colorful, uh, have a little more fun. It's a little more free-flowing, if you will. Uh, not as many restrictions. When I'm on TV, I've got 30 minutes or I got an hour and I've got three minutes for this topic or I got to get in and out. I don't have a whole lot of time. And to, it's a hard uh, three minutes. It's not just spill over three minutes. It's yeah. one at 2.99 or 2.30 short. Exactly. It's hard. And, and they're like, dude, get off. We're cutting your mic. Uh, and they're chirping in your ear when you get all that traffic with your uh, IFB, your little earpiece. So uh, yeah, that's what I love about this. And that's what we're going to continue doing. Uh, I like the partnership. I want to see more esports on TV. Uh, we're fortunate, uh, got our TV deal back in June. Uh, very fortunate to have the folks at Black News Channel that believe in what we're doing. Uh, the uh, new Black Network that started in February. It's like CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News uh, targeting the African-American audience. Um, the new guy that runs it now was head of NBC Sports. I know very well, Prince L. Hare. So they see the vision. Um, we've got great time slots, 11 a.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Eastern on the weekends, on Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, the 6 p.m. show leads into their weekend national primetime news. Can't ask for a better time slot on that network than right there leading into their live uh, primetime national news. So we're very thankful for that. So we want to continue to grow that and uh, push out more content, compelling content, uh, and continue to grow. All right. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So you mentioned earlier that you don't game. We know this. I know this. But I know your kids game. So what is their favorite game they're gaming on right now? Right now, ooh, that's a good one. Um, well, my oldest son, he plays baseball at Eastern Kentucky University. He's the starting left fielder out there. Right. He's more of a sports guy. He'll play Madden and 2K. Uh, that's pretty much all he uh, messes with. My two youngest boys, um, London actually played in a smash event for the first time, I want to say last week, against some college kids, nice. uh, and did for, fairly well. Got to, I think, the uh, quarterfinals, if I'm not mistaken. So he's into smash. He's into – they like the RPGs. Um you know, they like, you know, what is it called? Um, uh, uh, Minecraft. They like that. Um, you know, they like Valorant. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they like the comic games. My youngest son, he loves playing anything that's like, you know, Batman, DC or, you know, Marvel or anything like that. 
Um, so yeah, they're, they're in all the, 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 the things that all the kids are into Fortnite, you name it, uh, you know, call of duty, right. war zone, all that good stuff. Okay. All right. So thanks for those are the, I say the meeting and grind of the questions here, but I uh, appreciate sharing information about black or uh, repeat it again for me. BNC black news channel black uh, news on dish channel. network, uh, Comcast Xfinity and charter spectrum cable systems. Uh, they're working on a new deal this month. I think it's trying to go to AT&T and direct TV so it can have full, uh, penetration and being uh, every single home. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. So thank you for sharing that information. So now we'll get into some of our fun topics, interesting topics, and always uh, topics that we can elaborate on. Um, so going down the line right now, starting with the first topic, man, I know everybody saw this. I know my heart dropped a, a moment, I say pretty still, down there. Uh, remember Osman, who just passed away from uh, fighting mm-hmm. his battle with cancer. He hit it for years. And if you go everywhere on the internet, if you type in his name, Black Panther, what have you, you could see the uh, the remembering, the gifts, the the photos of him. And for me, it is just amazing that over basically the last almost decade, half almost a decade, where he was able to stand strong and shoot, you know, between Jackie Robinson, Black Panther. And then recently, the Five Bloods that's on Netflix that we just talked about a couple of weeks ago, John here and Larry, we brought that, I brought that up a couple of weeks ago. It's just amazing to have him have that strength, and then also what he represented, you know, for everybody that knew him and actually knew what he did, becoming one of the first uh, stand, having one of the first standalone black superhero movies with Black Panther when that released a couple of years ago. That was just that was just part of his, uh, I said his legacy now, and then just amazing. And then unfortunate all at the same time that he was able to do what he did and not lose stride. And basically to hide something like this to me is impressive. Well, real quick, guys. Yeah, that's the biggest, you know, one of the biggest takeaways I had, too, is when I saw that, I'm like, hold on. What, what did he he had? Did I miss that? Did right. I miss that he had cancer? I oh, Man, I was totally out of the loop. And then you find out, no, that he did this all um, without letting it become public and right. um yeah it's just that was a shock because that's a that's a big time movie star and he, he was a big time movie star and uh man i was just shocked and i couldn't believe that that he was able to keep something like that so private so private what were, what were your thoughts larry when you heard about chadwick yeah shocked um i had no idea so i got a text i think it may have been from it was in our group text maybe it was renee montgomery or maybe it was uh her sister-in-law uh makeup artist um, somebody texted me It was in, in a group chat and I was like, no, it was Kelly Wells Brinkley, who's on our esports extra uh, show, mm-hmm. uh, the former Olympian, the, the bronze medalist married to Jasper Brinkley played with the Giants. Um, she's the one who put it out. There. I was like, I was like, I said, are you kidding? Like, stop playing. Like, are you right. serious? It's like, a joke. Yeah. So I, and I checked online. I'm like, holy cow, it's true. Like, I'm like, he's 43. Like, what happened? Right. Cancer. I'm like, when? <laughs> what well, he had it the last four years. I'm like, oh my goodness. So I'm like, the strength, the dignity. And how regal he was. I'm going to tell a quick personal story. I did an event with Chadwick Boseman right before 42 came out. This was in Orlando, Florida, 2013. Walmart and Warner Brothers did this. I panel. remember you I went hosting. down there. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And he was hosting uh, this panel with me and they presented all of us with this history teaching history. Uh, Walmart saluted all of us for Black History Month and this for this. And we got to talk about it was Chadwick Boseman. It was myself. It was Roy Jones Jr. I believe he got a plaque. Uh, it was, um, I think, a black NASCAR driver. I forget his name, and I apologize. Uh, and then it was an LPGA young 
uh, golfer. Uh, we were all on the stage. And the thing that I remember about him and meeting him in the, you know, the back in the green room things, just how quiet and just how dignified he was, just mm-hmm. how regal. I mean, even then I'm like, Dad, that's the dude that played Jackie Robinson. This is, this is pretty crazy. And just how cool and nice of a guy he was, how friendly he was, how professional he was. Um, but yeah, that's just what I take from him. Like, um, he took it all in stride. It was right. important for him to play a lot of these roles of these, uh, you know, black, you know, stars and giants, Jackie Robinson, um, you know, black Panther, um, you know, James Brown, yeah, Thurgood uh, you Marshall. name it. Yeah. Thurgood Marshall. Yeah. Thurgood. Well. Yeah. Thurgood Marshall. Absolutely. And just how he took all those roles and how he brought it to life on the big screen. And just how he was able to live those last four years without telling anyone, you know, dealing with the pain and dealing with it internally, that that's grace, man. And I, I don't know how he did it, but I'm glad that I got to meet him. And I'm glad that I was uh, in his presence, even if it was just for 30 minutes or an hour. Uh, but I'm glad that I got to meet him. Yeah, it was it's awesome. That was an awesome story, by the way. And, uh, yeah, I read, was reading I'm getting ready for the show today. And I read a couple clips from, like, fans. And I read this one article from or a post like it actually was a post from a fan that said uh you know being this is a comic book fan somebody that knows you know marvel and dc very well and they go and she goes into her post saying okay what dc or not what marvel needs to do now you know with uh bozeman now passed away the actor you know now with black panther even though in the movie the cinematic universe of marvel eric mm-hmm. killmonger you know he passed yep. he, he died but they saying she said in this post saying what they need to do is then time travel back, bring Munger, mm-hmm. bring bring Eric Munger back to life and alive and, and make him yep. good to reap. Then he <laughs> becomes the next Black Panther and not try to, you know, do something else. This is what this is. So this is a great idea by this. Uh, I love it. By this fan. I, I read that and my my hairs on my neck stood up. I was like, that is cool. I was like, because then you're 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 honoring a legend that did it the right way when he played the black Panther and making sure you're, you're, you're staying to the story with continuity and keeping yep. by bringing Aaron Munger back, John, what that, you got? that's a, that's a great idea. That really is. You know, one of the things I also saw online that it's remembered right now is the story of, of Chadwick and Denzel Washington. Did you guys hear this story? Yes. yes I know this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're both college tuition. Yeah, exactly. Where I think he, uh, Chadwick Bozeman was working with Felicia Rashad, Rashad rather. And, um, Felicia reached out to Denzel Washington, if I'm remembering this correctly, to help pay for this young actor's tuition. And he did. And it's just I, I just love that story. And then later, I think Denzel Washington said, you owe me some money or something mm. like that. I think <laughs> one of the premieres or whatever. But I, I just love that story because that is that's giving back to paying it forward. Yeah. yeah paying it forward, giving back to your craft. And Denzel Washington, I love that story of how. Of you know that maybe is is the spark that really brought us Bozeman and what he did on the big screen is you know maybe without that without that connection without that money maybe maybe we don't ever hear about Chadwick Bozeman you never know right right because yeah. we know you know what the tone of the world right now is you know, the uh, social injustices and the systematic part that's the systematic part you're kind of referring to John and that right there could happen if. He didn't get a little help from somewhere. I think that he, was in a higher spot. He said once, "There's no Black Panther without Denzel Washington." So, and he, yeah, and, yeah. and that and that is just him knowing and being like they said, like you, in all the details that you and Larry mentioned, 
fans out there that Regal being stoic and basically being grounded in who he was as a person, but then who he represented on the screen as an actor, big and small screen. And he also was able to get in one more movie. It's called Black Bottom, where he's going to be playing, a, I believe, a saxophonist of a famous African-American singer back in uh, the 30s and the 40s. So watch out for that. I believe it's, I saw a little clip on it. Uh, I think he's coming out to Netflix or one of the, the streaming apps out there real soon. So, um, again, you know, fantastic gentlemen. And, again, I can't wait to see what Marvel Universe does to honor him and represent him the way he should be. Um with the next big cinema, TV, small screen, whatever, toy, video game, like you know, that they do. Larry? I love it. Uh, Killmonger. I'm all for it. Yeah. Count me in. I think that would be great <laughs> storytelling and would continue the arc. Absolutely. I'm, I'm down for that. I wholeheartedly endorse that and sign off on that. Love yeah. that idea. Great ideas by the fans. So going into the back into your neighborhood, uh, Larry, where you've been um, helping out with the HBC tournaments. Uh, HBC is heading into they made an announcement probably about a week ago. Um, so the organizer of the HBC uh, teamed up with Coll- Collegiate Star League, so CEL. They're going to bring into the HBC system 2,000 schools, 100,000 players to start a 16-team HBC esports league that will begin in competition in early 2021. They will have two inv- inv- uh, invitational tournaments slated for September to celebrate the start of the new academic year. And in October, um, a homecoming event that will introduce the league. So you've been in that space right now, Larry. So what are your thoughts on that uh, coming up from the Collegiate Star League and HBC? Yeah, there's a lot. There's there's a couple of different ones. Um, you know, uh, we got Kelly Wells Brinkley actually through our connection uh, through Blaze Fire Gaming um, that's doing the MEAC. Uh, you've got some other people that I've worked with at Axis Replay who yeah, you've been down there in Atlanta. Yeah, Allie with Young. Allie. They're, they're doing, doing some something, Community X. They're doing something with Twitch, a huge deal with some schools in the CIAA and SIAC. I've already done some things and linked up with, uh, oh, we've done three or four HBCU events. Everyone's talking about We've actually done it. We did it for the John Lewis Good Trouble movie uh, with the producers of the John Lewis Good Trouble movie. Um, um, uh, Erica Alexander and Don Porter uh, the fine folks there, and also HBCU Heroes. We did uh, the event that Fourth of July weekend when the movie came out. Uh, we right. had the six students representing the six schools. We did that. I've done some stuff with Langston University, Virginia State University, uh, Howard, I'm gonna, excuse me, Hampton, um, John C. Smith, um, Southern University, um, you know, uh, Fayetteville State. Uh, you name it. We've uh, we've worked with those people mm-hmm. and. Uh, there's also some stuff with the SWAC that we're, we're, we're working on that we've done, but this whole space, AG, is taking off. This is the year. Um, uh, this is the space. It helps that there are no sports uh, at a lot of these institutions. Right, no fall promote. sports. Right, that's a big deal. So, yeah, they, they got to do something with these students. We're doing a lot. Uh, you know, Amon and I just did a college event last week uh, for Polk State, not an HBCU, but uh, still uh, a, 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 an institution. We're doing a lot couple of weeks it seems like now um these students they need to be engaged mm-hmm. um you, you, you they have to spend some money they have to do something with these schools uh with these students uh and the student body and population and esports is right there i mean you can do it virtually you can do it live uh and also it brings value to the universities exactly. uh, the university of alabama is what it is because of the football team because of the athletic department yeah yep. uh, bringing money and notoriety and uh marketing and brand making that brand stand out 
Well, you can do the same with esports. These schools can actually make money off this. If you get school students to sign up, register, take classes, uh, that's growing your uh, your revenue uh, and in, yep. endowment as well. So uh, I think this is something that these schools are starting to recognize uh, with well over what? There's like well over 100, almost 200 esports teams and clubs at colleges and universities uh, as we speak. So uh, this is something that was definitely going to happen uh, here in the near future. We're, we're glad to see it's taken off. But, yeah, know the folks at C-Star League, uh, you know, based out of uh, Wimstocks and those guys. Yep. Um, you know, those guys, they do a great job. I've done a lot of things with them with Madden. Uh, and some other things related with uh, Sea Star League. Uh, I did their Madden Championship, I believe Madden 17, like three years ago nice. uh, at Columbia College. And they had a huge collegiate championship that week. And it was uh, me and Rico doing, Rico Williams doing the uh, esports, uh, the Madden portion of it right. out there uh, in Columbia, Missouri. So this is not surprising to see Sea Star League a part of this. Uh, but there's a, a bunch of different people that are a part of this. Like I said, actually, right. it's not just one person, it's a team. Myself. Yeah, yeah there's a, a lot. CEOs, coordinators. So beyond the competition, like you mentioned, the organizers from the HBC League and College Star League, they're emphasizing an esports related curriculum. So career certification, research, and the stuff mm-hmm. we're talking about, that development to be a shoutcaster, to be a coach, like what I'm doing, and find basically those uh, classes, those seminars, those panels to develop those talents. Because obviously, like you said about traditional football, you knew you felt there. You figured out your role. You plan for the future. Same thing that we all do. We got to have a plan B and make sure you have those tools in line to build the pipeline for future professionals in the sports and the business world that we see that we know that, you know, we all three know around esports is is growing. You know, it's it's something that's awesome. So and there's um, a bunch of different jobs. I mean, right. uh, you know, different areas, audio, equipment, uh, camera, uh, lighting. Uh, you name it. There's a bunch of different jobs in the esports ecosystem that you can be a part of uh, if you want to be in esports or, or, or gaming. So uh, this is something I'm glad that's uh, an option uh, for some of these students at some of these uh, great, great historical uh, black colleges and universities across our fine country. I believe there's over 100 of them now. Uh, it was 107. I think there's a little less than that now, but it's right around 100 now. Uh, fine universities yep. uh, uh, that I love to see that they're in the game now and competing. Uh, and also growing as well. Yeah, growing the world, growing this ecosystem that is everywhere and called esports. So, a place you used to work and shout cast for and bring a colorful wording to is the uh, NBA 2K League crowned their third different championship team. It was a Washington District Gaming. They won the mm-hmm. title this past weekend, um, beating out the uh, Warriors Gaming which was a, mm-hmm. a best of five series that uh, tipped off this past uh, Friday and then Saturday finished off the, the, the whole tournament itself. But another, uh, I say battle, it, it went it went a couple games. I believe it went to went three, four games into the five-game series for actually to, it to be determined between both teams. So, you know, taking where you started, Larry, with them, you started them, you know, shoutcasting. Tell me, you know, your experience there to now and seeing what, you know, where they're at right now as a league yeah freaking nba 2k league was on espn too like four days a week back in may man it was crazy uh how uh, things took off when we had the uh, the shutdown and the pause and uh, traditional sports so they were able to fill that vacuum um you know brendan donahue and those guys they do a great job at the nba 2k league i was there for season one uh when the knickerbockers uh nick's gaming mm-hmm. uh when the knicks won it uh in dramatic fashion uh, a couple of years ago, then last year you saw the T Wolves, an expansion franchise, win it, and yeah. this year 
nobody beats the Wiz, uh, Wizards District Gaming. Um, you know, I've got a couple of shirts that says we run the district. Well, <laughs> yeah. They ran the league this year. So uh, congratulations to those guys. Um, they do a great job, um, you know, from the front office uh, with Monumental Esports. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, they, they own the, the Caps and the Wizards. Uh, they, they came back and celebrated the team. They were in the arena. They lowered the freaking Jumbotron. Uh, took a bunch of nice and beautiful pictures. Nice. Um, you know, both of the teams were around. Uh, and, and don't want to forget about the W as well uh, with the with the Washington team, with the Mystics, who also won the WNBA championship last year. They're the defending champs. Uh, so good things in Washington, man. They got a great organization, uh, great players. With Dave Fry, who was the MVP. Uh, played with the Mavs a couple of years ago. He was with the guy that was the number one pick uh, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, very popular NBA 2K League uh, and NBA 2K player, uh, Dimes. Uh, who got a lot of coverage with yeah, ESPN and a bunch of other things yeah. a few years ago. Uh, they sort of, you know, didn't see out of eye. Had some issues at time, uh, meshing and gelling. Right. Uh, left Dallas, went to D.C., uh, and they balled out this year. And, A.G., how they were able to do it, they knocked off the top team, the Toronto Raptors, uprising. Yes, they were. They beat Toronto, who was undefeated, 16-0, and first regular season champ, reminiscent of 07 with the Patriots. They had mama. In the Raptors has mama. Yeah, point guard. yeah. Well, Mama, um, I think Mama's with Portland. He's oh, in okay. the Trailblazers. They got Kenny. Kenny got work. Kenny got who worked, was the yeah. best player in the league all exactly. year. They were running through everybody. I think they were only forced to a game three like two or three times all year. They won everything. All the tournaments, both in-season tournaments, um, 16-0. And the Wizards put it on them, swept them in the playoffs 2-0. So the Wizards didn't duck anybody. They earned it the hard way. They earned we mentioned it. last yeah. night on Esports Extra. They deserve the win. So, yeah, real quick. Game one was 53-65. to 65. They lost. Game two came down to 60-50. to 50. They won. And yep. then game three and four. Game four was even matched by that time. Ready for another fight. They down by two. Washington District's gaming. They overtook gaming. Warriors gaming squad with the final 70-55. to 55. To win the championship right there. So win it in form. Yeah, I was about to say they lost the, the first game, but I think they came back pretty much a reverse sweep almost, won the yeah. next three. So this sounding like what we've seen on from traditional basketball, which is which is awesome to have those both worlds kind of sim, uh, simulating each other or copying each other for the competition. So um so yeah, now and that final was on ESPN two on Friday too. So exactly. NBA two K League doing a great job, the NBA sort of marketing that league and uh you know, making it part of the NBA, which basically has four four different leagues now. They've got the league, NBA, they've got the G League, they've got yep. the WNBA, and now the NBA 2K League, which is something they, they preached when I was working with the NBA yeah. a couple of years ago. So they got that uh, four different platforms now uh, with the NBA. Beautiful. They're doing it right. They're doing it better than where, where I used to work. I'll say that much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so the next topic, our next segment that we do is a fun one called This or That. John, take us there. This or that. All right, uh, Larry, really easy here on this or that. You pick this or you pick that. Uh, so here we go. This or that, sneakers or heels? Sneakers or heels? Amon, can you explain yourself? Because I'm not going to be wearing heels anytime shortly. Well, with, we guys. Okay. I, t- I have this conversation with my wife, Marie, all the time. She, When we go out to eat or we're going to a, a big event, she wants to go for the heels and Trying to, you know, look good, which we, you know, it's a good thing to look at women in heels. You can see legs and I'm a calves guy. <laughs> he said I'm a calves guy. Yeah, I'm a calves guy, but it's no comfort. Kind of guy it, it's no comfort calves. in heels just by looking at them. So that's why I'm, I put that in there. So I'm a sneakers guy, yeah. even at a big event. 
Uh, I'm going to go sneakers too. Comfy. Comfort over style? Yes. yes. Jordan, sure. baby. Jordans. All Ones, day Jordans. Twos, fours, you name it. I'm there. Threes, nines, twelves. Yes, I got a closet full of them. Jordans. Because you, uh, you know what, Larry? I've uh, This past, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was wintertime. Um, I wanted to get those. I don't even know what number they are. They're the black ones with like the red bottom. Do you know what Jordans yeah. I'm talking about? Uh, what are, those, are those the nines or what are I know exactly the ones you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, those are the, the ones I wanted, man. I'm so those jealous. Are, Cause or the patent leather or 11s. Are they, it was it shiny? Yeah, or shiny? No, they, I don't black think with the red. Black with the red. But but here's the thing: I'm so jealous then of you and Amon because all I wanted was some of those. So I, I googled them or you know searched on eBay. I'm like, I don't know if I can drop a couple hundred bucks no, on this or no, not. eBay, eBay sure. they'll drag you. My wife will go, go crazy over that. So I'm jealous because Amon's just like, yeah, I got tons of Jordans in my closet. I don't even know where they are. Like <laughs> you guys just. I like how you said that. I didn't know where they are. Oh, I'm jealous of you guys <laughs> with the Jordans. Um, all right. Uh, sweet or salty? This or that? Sweet or salty? Let's start with our guest, Larry. Uh, gotta go. I'm gonna go sweet. Hmm. Sweet. Uh, not even close. Sweet. Okay. Uh, I, I, yeah, you got sugar too. I always see you snacking on stuff in between sets. I always see that. Yeah. So definitely. I see sweet. That. Not even close. Yeah. Yep. What, what, I mean, what are we talking about here? Who likes salty stuff? I know. Uh, I don't know. I've heard food. of like chips. Before? <laughs> uh, no, no, I like cookies. That's the whole point. Like, yeah, he, and he is give a cookie cakes. monster. He, I've seen Ice him cream. do it. Yeah. I've seen him do it. I'm going to have to go sweet tooth. I have a little sweet tooth. Every now and then, I haven't done it in a while, but it's uh, hot tamales for me. I love the hot tamale, little chewy candies. Ooh, yeah. Those They're are dangerous. Okay. <laughs> That's why I do them every blue moon. That's why I treat myself to it. Well, listen, guys, I can, every once in a while, like, here's the thing you mentioned ice cream. I don't know. I'm weird. I'm different. I don't understand why, but uh, I don't crave ice cream like pretty much ever. Like there, mm. every few months I'll be like, "What? I need some ice cream." Every few every months. That's skeptical, months. man. That's, that's skeptical. It. If you don't like ice cream or chocolate or cheese, I'm skeptical of you as a human being. I really <laughs> no, am. No, I that, like that's it. A red flag. I just that's don't crave. I like it. I just don't crave it. How about that? Uh, like I like it. Like, then I'll have it. I'll be like, "This is delicious." I love ice cream, but. But now I'm good for like a month or so. Although I will say this, the family and I have uh, the wife and kid have we have been going on ice cream walks. Uh, oh yeah, I'm you know, for a family. couple times a month just because yeah. the or weather's that's a, that's a hot date. The weather's so nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so I have been a little bit more. All right, sushi or tacos? This or that? Sushi or tacos? Come on. Uh, back to the Jordans real quickly. Oh, they are the oh. 11s. You were absolutely right, yeah, Amon, with the 11s. The 11s. Those, those, okay. those, I think they call those, are those the breads? Those are the breads. I don't remember, but you're right. Yeah, yeah they are the 11s. Yep. You're right. So, John, yes, you got to cop those. Those things are hotter than Nevada or hotter than lava. Yes, mm. they go fast. So, yeah. sushi or tacos, oh, man, this is. I could eat both every day. It's hard for me. Come back to me. Larry, what you got? Well, not a big fan of either one of them. I guess by <laughs> default, I'm going tacos. Why? Because it's a Tuesday. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> I'm going to go tacos as well. I, listen, oh, man. I, after I said that, I'm like doubting myself. <laughs> Amon, this might be one of the hardest this or that's I think I've ever. Like I said, I'm sitting over here thinking because I, man, those, those, my, they're quick. Sometimes you could get little, you could get the real sushi rolls and take it on the go. You could take the street tacos. And- you know what? Just like Boom. Amon Green receiving the handoff in the NFL, you make a decision and you go. Right. Uh, and my gut decision said tacos, so I'm going with tacos. Okay. I'm going to have to go right there with you. I'm tacos, too. All right. Street tacos, mm, avocado, little onions. 
mm. little hot sauce on it. Little onions and some hot sauce on it. Tacos with the sweep right there, this or that. Ed Sheeran or Justin Bieber? Ed Sheeran Ooh, or Justin Bieber? This is a good one. I, I can go first because he, first. here's the thing. Okay, so you're force-fed by media, big media, when Justin Bieber's career started off, that Correct. this is kind of like yeah. a little kid, and he's lame, and he's just singing to little <laughs> girls, and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I think Justin Bieber's actually kind of like a, a, a cool dude, right? As he's gotten older, I think he seems cool He's getting cool-ish. wiser in his old age. That's getting wiser? Yeah, and I couldn't imagine what it'd be like to be that young and just have millions of females, like, Want bad, you bad, bad, or whatever? You know what I mean. So over I, I think he's turned out fairly well. So I'm gonna go with Justin Bieber. Mm. That's okay. that okay. made any sense? What I just said. It makes sense. Okay. Uh Larry, what you got? This is a tough one. Don't really know a whole lot about either one of these young men. They're both great musicians and entertainers. I'm with John on this one. I'll probably take the Biebs just because you know the uh, the 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 young coeds that would be around. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go Ed Sheeran. I'm going to break it up. Okay. Because he's just a guy, when you see him, I've seen him, I've heard a lot of his interviews, that he's really down to earth. And when he when he, he blows, when he sings, he sings. Mm-hmm. And he can like, croon, Oof. as they like to say in the industry. He can croon. He can. What would you say, Larry? He can croon. He's a crooner. Crooner. I well, there you go. He's a crooner <laughs> in my book. <laughs> All right, next one, John. Okay, I gotta look up crooning. Crooning, Hummer singing a soft, <laughs> low voice, especially in a sentimental manner. Yes, he is a crooner. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there you go. All right, night in or night out? Well, I'll tell you what. With COVID, it's been like True. night in for like for every months now. But um, hmm. So with that being said, I'm gonna go with night out because I haven't done that in forever. Gotcha. There you, there you go. It's that simple. Uh, we're shut down still here in New York and New Jersey. Last time I ate at a restaurant in New Jersey or in Manhattan was February. Uh, we can go out, you know, take out orders and to go and things of that nature. When I go to Atlanta and Nashville, I'm just like a, a a hot mess. I'm in every establishment trying to eat in a candy uh, because I miss it. So I'm going to say night out. But if I was still married, it would be night in. But since I'm single, right. as a single father now, I'm going to say night out. Well, well, I'm married. Maybe I can find maybe I'm, I can find me a boo thing. Right. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm married, and that's me and the wife. We definitely gonna do a night out. We've been trying it. Green Bay, we're a little we're not where you in the bigger cities where this complete lockdown because I know people in California too. So we got a little little the leniency in the Green Bay area. So we've been we've been nighting out on Fridays. Nice. And still a couple Don't Saturdays take it here. for granted, man. Don't no, I'm not. That's granted, why I said man. it. Night out. Night out. All right. A couple more of this or that, guys. Uh, festival or rave? Festival <laughs> or rave? Well, I thought about this one because it just hit me thinking about it, and I put this list together. It brought me back to my first year. Both of hey, you guys, check this out. So first year here, when I got traded here in Green Bay in 2000, my neighbor's kids was talking to me about a rave here in Wisconsin. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, I'm 20 at that time, 24, but I'm their elder. You know, they're like 13, 14. I'm like, what you talking about a way a rave for? I was like, what I've heard about is like involves drugs and liquor. Mm -hmm. What are y'all doing talking about that? That means y'all know about it. Yeah, yeah, we do. I'm like, so where do y'all go for a rave? That's like, oh, in the middle of a cornfield. (laughs) I was like, what? I'm from Nebraska in the Midwest anyway. Then Wisconsin, they doing this too. I'm like, wow. But I'm like, okay, it definitely. I would not be doing that, so it would be festival for me. Because I've been to festivals. Festivals seem PG. 
PG-13. So I was going to say the exact same thing as Amon. <laughs> I've done the festivals. Now, I haven't gone to Coachella, but I've done plenty of festivals uh, throughout the spectrum, uh, different genres and things of that nature. I'm with you. I want to see what this is all about because a rave, according to dictionary.com, Uh-oh. a lively party or gathering involving dancing and drinking. Yeah. I don't drink and I don't dance particularly well. well. I dance, but I don't I want to experience it, though. I just want to go and be like, man, I just want to. I, I you want to remember it. I wanna, you want to remember it. I want to remember. Yes. So I can't take the hard drugs or the hard <laughs> liquor, but I at least want to go and watch other people to sort of live vicariously through them. Right. Well, if it's in the cornfield, I think I'm going to try the rave in the cornfield in Green Bay. I think that sounds pretty unique. It was crazy. I was like, what? I'll do that one. Um, final this or that, guys. Nutella or peanut butter? Nutella or peanut butter? Ooh. Toughest question on the board Ooh. by far when I saw this. I was like, wow. He basically, you just split the atom, John. I mean, you, you, you made it very tough on me because I love peanut butter. Oh, and I love chocolate. So you just did this to me. You're making me choose between my two favorite things almost. Bam. I got to I got to say push. I can't do this. Oh, I can't do this. The first push no. ever in that's the history a, of yes, this or that. Push. I that, love it. That's the first my man Larry really for me though. I'm a chocolate guy over peanut butter so Nutella. I'm Nutella. That Nutella's dangerous, right? I mean, it, it yeah. is. I mean, you you start You can't once you start, you can't. You got to stop. You you have to force yourself. Yeah, yeah you want to force it, but for me, you got to have that self control, discipline. It's like you got to put it in like a little safe and like not know the code. Exactly, like it's gone. hide it. I can't get it. Throw it away. Tell someone to Don't hide tell it me for where you. you. Put the key. Exactly. Uh, so, and for that reason, I'll go with peanut butter because peanut butter is delicious too. <laughs> and, like, and a little bit more healthier, I guess. I guess so. They yeah. say it's healthy-ish. All right, peanuts. Yeah, there's uh, peanuts yeah. in it. Yeah, Fre- Frederick Douglass, man. Yes, yes, peanuts, man, peanuts. There you go. There you go. Peanut butter. All right. But that, that's a push for me. I love peanut butter and I love Nutella. Uh, I'm gonna have to bounce, guys. Yeah. I enjoyed this. Perfect. Hey, anytime y'all need me, and I'm I'm dead serious about this, man. Let me get on. I'll jump on with you guys when I got no problem doing this. This is fun. No problem. But you got to start playing video games, though. Uh that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we gonna make it happen. But thank you, Larry, for jumping in. On my my podcast with my man John, I wish Ben was here. You could have met him as well. But enjoy your week, and I know we'll be talking soon. Absolutely, man. I really appreciate you, John. Nice to e meet you, brother. You guys are great, man. The uh, the Badger State should be thankful they have you guys. Release the games. It's time for the game releases. Game releases. Another big week of gamer releases. I'm looking at like. Almost 20 games coming out this week. And this is the problem. This is, one, this is one thing we probably could talk about later. The problem of trying to play games and complete them. It's, Too many of them. It's 20, 30 a week. And you got 52 weeks in a year. Do the math. It's about 100,000 games come out in a year. You could play all day long, 24 hours a day, never sleep for an entire year. I believe it. You wouldn't even get through them. No. No. Not even close. No. So that's why we just picking three <laughs> to try to focus on, to have fun. And the one I'm... I pre-ordered on everywhere. I pre-ordered on Xbox, on PlayStation, and and computer. I don't know what's wrong with me, John. I'm a gamer. It's a Marvel's Avengers, and I remember this game when it first got talked about, um, produced by Square Enix, and this was about two years ago, right as the MCU just finished on the big screen with mm-hmm. Infinity War and then Endgame. Then the announcement at E3 that year, so it had to be E3 of 20, actually it was last year, 2019. And it was like, 
the the word was at first was like, well, it's them, but it's not them because they can't make them identical to the MCU characters on the big screen. Okay, just for licensing and okay. trademark. But you know the story, you know the characters. It's a um a different little storyline, but a fun one. I watched a little bit of gameplay on a uh, YouTube, the great you know app that we have there. We can watch that stuff and. They have fun gameplay. It looks like you start off as Miss Marvel as a little girl, and she is a big Marvel fan, so she's following the team. And they have a like an Avengers amusement park, and they have a Thor room and an Iron Man room and Black Widow, and so she's there with her father exploring. And you can start then the actual story mode begins, and so it has original uh, original story uh, mode right there, and then you can learn everybody's powers, embrace those powers, and then you can assemble. Assemble Avengers online playing with friends. So I'm hoping, just like the one fan did said for uh, Boswick and Black Panther, that they somehow tie in. Oh, sure. Because there's DLC. You know, they could do DLC in the next update because their up- games are always updated. So I hope they do that for this game. Um, but I'm going to play it, re- you know, regardless. But I would be having a big smile on that face if uh, Square Enix brings something to attribute to Black Panther with the release of this game, which comes out uh, in two days on Friday and is on all platforms on Xbox, PlayStation and computer. So check it out. I'm already got it preloaded in th- on three different um, platforms. So I'm a lunatic right now. So uh, there you go. Yeah. John. I'm watching the gameplay right now on YouTube. I'm on, it looks pretty dope for it sure. Is. Yeah. An Iron Man flying <clears throat> around on a bridge. Uh, but blowing no things up. Yeah. Blowing like things up. Does. Yeah. This looks really fun. Uh, my game uh, selection for this week is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Now, they're coming out with a kind of like a remastered Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah. Um, it's the way it's described is it's kind of like um, the the uh, more of a brand new game. Uh, this is from Spin.com, built around the core of the originals uh, than a cheap, glossy makeover. But mm-hmm. I think that's that's cool that Tony Hawk is still... You know, relevant, I guess, is for man, how old is Tony Hawk, by the he's way? He's got to be in his he's like 50s. 50 he has to be in his 50s. Has man. to be. But it got, uh, so that looks pretty cool. So if you're a big fan, if you were a big fan of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater back in the day, I think this is going to be a nice little uh, upgrade uh, for you. But it got me thinking, Amon. And up? I was asking you before the before yeah. the podcast, like, do, do, do they remake video games? Like, is that a thing? Because the first thing I thought of is imagine remaking Super Mario Brothers in like a different right. Tony Hawk's fifty two, by the way. But imagine remaking Super Mario Brothers and not in that two D side scrolling, right? In three D yeah, style. That would be kind of cool. That would be cool. But I think you know because they did it with Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. They remastered all of those, and they're still going. Um, and but that game, I guess. I mean, that game, not I guess, but has done well. But for Super Mario Brothers, man, that's the one, that's the game that really, they've done the origami, they've done Mario Kart, they've done Mario Tennis, but the game, that Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3, I think maybe 4, 5, or 6 of them, that's just gold. That's something that just may not want to be touched yeah, that's a good point. By, the, by Nintendo again. Yeah. So for the coders, the developers, and the leads behind who brought that to the world in 19... 19- 83, 84 are like, no, 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 you're not going to touch this. That's why we haven't seen it. Right. And it's just one of them things, just like some movies out there, you just don't touch. 
because it was just so it was done the right way the first time. Because sometimes when you get remastered, you'd be like, man, what's this garbage? Right. Yeah, that's actually a good point because I'm sure there's somebody screaming at their uh, their mobile device or wherever you're listening to this podcast going, have you not been paying attention to Hollywood for like the last 20, 30 years when they remake something and totally ruin it? And then it's like, oh, why did you even touch that? That was perfect the way it was done the first time. But, right. uh, but Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 is my choice for game releases this week. Row, row, row your boat Gently up Ah, sorry Excuse me It's time for What's on Stream So, with uh, what we started the show with Talking about the remembering of my good man uh, Chadwick Boseman And this movie's been out a few years on Netflix It's called Message from the King It's a thriller He is a Unbeknownst to the characters in the movie He is a cop on the search for to re- the qu- he's on the quest to avenge his uh, sister's man. town Africa infiltrates a sprawling network of low lifes and elites in the Los Angeles area. So Chadwick Bosman, Luke Evans, and Teresa Palmer all are the bill for the cast of this movie. Like I said, 2017 Netflix movie. I've watched it. Outstanding movie. So just in in this since we're kind of in that atmosphere right now of uh, Chadwick. Saying watch it, great, great office movie, officer or cop movie, cop drama, investigating all that fun stuff, good fight scenes, but then that's another take of this is when you think about it, what he was going through at this time, right during the shoot of this movie because this is around, this is right before this is when he was getting introduced into MCU, and then you know he was in um, Avengers, uh, the uh, the one when Tony uh, Stark and Captain uh, America were beefing. And then he gets introduced at the end of the movie when his father is um, the building, the UN building gets blown up. And then he comes to his father's rescue and holds him in his arms before his passing. So then Black Panther is introduced to MCU. So that's when around that time. So check this movie out. And then another one I haven't seen, but check it out was 21 Bridges, too, where he is also a police officer. Big role, big movie, good cast. It was uh, based out in, in New York City, cricket cops. And he was the cop trying to find and infiltrate the cricket cot system of that was, and two cops that had been killed. So check them out. Good movies to, to bring on that. Remember, basically of a guy, an outstanding human being on this planet that has now passed away, but his legacy lives on. Very timely. I love those picks here uh, on what's on stream from Amon. My, my choice, I, I went with a, a show called Connected, The Hidden Science of Everything. It's on Netflix. Uh, science journalist Latif Nasser investigates the surprising and intricate ways in which we are connected to each other, the world, and the universe. So, yeah, it seems kind of crazy and kooky. Um, Ooh, it, but it's I'm checking that out. It's pretty cool that the, I've watched two episodes. The one I watched last night was something called Benford's Law. Have you ever heard of Benford's Law? No, I no, haven't. You have, no, you haven't. No one has. So I'm going to try to describe it as best I can because okay. it takes them like 20 minutes of the show. And you're going to do it in like. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. So basically, <laughs> um, it's the, the law of numbers or the first digit law. So it's an observation that people in the last 150 years have found that the frequency distribution of the first, the leading digits in many sets of data, like you may have, they, they go through like, um, populations of 19,000 United, uh, cities in the United States. All right. And, and the distribution of that first digit ones, Always come 30% of the time. Twos always come 17% of the time. Threes, four, fives, all the way down. And it creates this curve. And it's not just, it's in every number we know of. 
It's to pick a set of numbers and that that universal law is going to eventually come to that. It's in nature. It's wow. in everything. Uh, algorithm. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And it's yeah. it's really fascinating and it's very confusing. But I think it's worth about an hour of your time, at least that episode. Um, so connected is the name of the show on Netflix. Where'd you, oh, Netflix. Gotcha. Netflix. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy, man. You'll I love, love it. stuff like that. I exactly. love brain stuff that makes my brain move. Yeah, you might literally. Have, yeah, your, your brain's good. <laughs> once that, at least for that episode, I haven't seen. I've only watched two of them. At least for that that episode, I said, "Okay, I got to pause. I I can't I can't process any more information tonight because it took all of my capabilities of my brain to try to figure out what he was talking about." Oh so, man, so hopefully you're okay. Yeah, I'm good now. All I right. slept. <laughs> all right, John, take me to my favorite segment of the show. Wrap this. Thing. It's that moment in a horror movie where if it doesn't happen. This is what should have happened. Here is Amon with today's turning point. Oh, man. It is here. One of my favorite satanic movies that has been made. Came out in 1997. Devil's Advocate with my man Keanu Reeves, who's also still on the big screen. Just brought out Bill and Ted's yeah. next movie, their third installment. Along with Al Pacino and Charlize Theron, I believe when she was just getting into the biz of acting and being a big time actress and she's still killing it right now. So in this movie, she plays Keanu's wife. Keanu plays a high powered lawyer down in the South. Al Pacino plays the devil. The devil. The perfect remember, guy to play yeah. a devil, oh, perfect. mind you. I remember this, this movie. This for, is great. Full disclosure there. Great yeah. movie. So young attorney is recruited. To the firm of a charismatic lawyer, which that's uh, Keanu and uh, Al Pacino's character. Strange behavior gradually unveils a sinister intent. So that sinister intent, obviously, is Al Pacino's character, who is Diablo. Um, So starting this, watching this movie, and from the beginning, it's right there in your face. You know, Um, Keanu, he's fighting a case. It's a case of unfortunate of a molestation case. So a young little a young lady's at the stand crying, pleading her story of her, her experience with this guy who violated her. Right. And she's crying. She's telling the jury it's a packed house courthouse. This. uh, I say the, the perpetrator has a three lawyer team. OK, so he's got Keanu. He has two other people there. And so that right there is like, all right, hold up. You know, he's got all these big time lawyers. Then he's definitely he's screaming guilty. Right. So Keanu's character, obviously having the conscience, having the state of mind and being aware at the time. He's sitting there in his seat and literally as the girl is telling her horror story of being molested, the perp, the vic- the, the violator next to Keanu is under the table, basically simulating what he did to her. And he's like looking at this during the court in the scene. If you see first scene of the movie. So now put me in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the back. Not in the back. I'm probably in the next row next to Kiana and this guy. And so right as the young lady finishes her story, Keanu calls for a recess. He says, judge, I need a recess. Cause he just saw what mm-hmm. this, the guy he's representing doing. So in his head, he already knows this guy is guilty. He is guilty. So as you know, he said, I so judge, can I get a recess? Judge grants him the recess. So Keanu Reeves, I leave. I'm following Keanu out of the 
courtroom. He heads to the bathroom because he got to get his head right. He's like, how am I going to defend a guy who I know is blatantly guilty? So just as he's thinking, he's sitting there watching his hands. You're watching the scene. He's watching his hands. I come in there and <laughs> right slap across the face. Bam, you know she's guilty. You saw what he's doing at the table because I saw it too. So you better not go in there and represent him. Just tell the judge you sick. Don't. Don't don't represent him. You know he's he's evil. He is the devil. Blase, blase. Court case, movie, devil's advocate, over. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to AG Amon Green's podcast. Uh, next week podcast, we're going to have some more of this or that. Um, new topics, new game releases. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at Amon Green 30, all one word, Twitch. Dot TV, Amon Green TV. I will be back on, probably streaming on this weekend. I've been busy coaching at Lakeland University um, with our esports team, getting our team ready for next week's schedule. Um, and then I'll finish the last part. John, take us to where people can find us on social media and download the podcast. Yeah, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at AG underscore Gamers Lounge. Same tag on Instagram. And, of course, you can download and listen to Amon Green's Gamers Lounge podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on the iHeartRadio app. And a little extra here, we are doing a scholarship fundraiser for Lakeland University's esports program. It is called the CEL. It's called the it's a Community Esports League. You can find us at uea.gg, uea.gg. So go to that website, use the code LUES20, capitalized LUES20, to then, when you fill out, the uh, form to go to one of the leagues of Madden, 2K, NBA 2K, League of Legends, Fortnite, Call of Duty Warzone, and Super Smash Bros. and League of Legends. Oh, I might have said that twice already, but that's okay. Fill out, find the game you want. Those seven seven titles you could pick from. Join in the league. My game start this week for September. Each league, each season is a month long. You could play against me or with me in one of the games, or you know whatever you want to do, have fun. But the good thing is. You donating to play and donate to a great cause to help Lakeland University um, build a scholarship fund for future esports student athletes at at the college. So thank you, appreciate it. Tune in next week and um, catch you there. Catch you later.